Hello and welcome to the Knock On Scoreline.ie's rugby podcast. I'm Stephen Byrne and over the next while we're going to talk Six Nations rugby, where Ireland are at, Ireland's depth of players, the debate of course about the number 10 spot and Johnny Sexton's retirement and of course the return of Joey Carberry to Munster. But first we're going to hear from former Munster and Ireland player and resident of Kilkenny Mick Galway. Mick began by saying the ingredients are there for Ireland to do some great things in the Six Nations, but are just not gelling together properly yet. We have a good team, there's no doubt about it, but we don't seem to be like what in in the in our last game, I think we had three offloads in the game. You know what I mean? That's not that's not good enough. You know what I mean? That's not not good enough at international level. You know what I mean? Like I look back to the day and, and one of the things that we always concentrated on was keeping the ball alive keeping the ball alive don't let it slow down at rock time you know what I mean just keep it going keep it going and unfortunately the modern game is is there is too much time at rock time now when you can hear the referee and you'll hear it in 10 times every game use it use it use it you know what I mean that that to me shouldn't happen you know what I mean like your you players looking up and look it's the way it's the man says it's the way the game has gone but there's certain things gone out of the game that, that I'd, I'd love to bring back, the fast rocking and the whole lot. But again, and which is a big point, I suppose, of late, is 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 the safety and, and, and you know, and the head injuries and concussions. And, and it's very important, but it's 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 being the... Sometimes it's... People are talking about that now more, more than the game itself. You know what I mean? Like, you saw in England last weekend, there was five players sent off in two matches. You know what I mean? Which was... Uh, which is absolutely crazy, you know. Haven't seen that in years. No, no. Um, like was 12, I think there was twelve players sent off last year in the Premiership. There was five in, in two matches last weekend. You know what I mean? So that's a, that's a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. And then talking about the modern game, Mick, as well. I often find myself shouting at scrum halves on the telly. Um, yeah. You know, come on, pass it out. Like, and like obviously they're looking oh. around to see what's going on, or will a box kick it or whatever. But it's, it's very, it's, it's gone very slow. It's gone very slow, and, and 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 that's and that's a part of the game. Look, I know that that, that you can use a box kick to, to to try and regain and the whole lot, and, and that's that's a good part of the game. But yeah, it's gone very slow. You know what I mean? And it's gone so slow that now that you have it gives the opposition time to to I suppose everybody now is is a serious defender. You know what I mean? Like I remember when I was just finishing the game, the real the defense kind of stuff came in. I remember Mike Ford came into the Irish squad. And um, he was very much part of. He would have come from a rugby league background, and then that was the start of the rugby league defences, which we see now. You know what I mean? Which even France have now. You know what I mean? You saw, you see Sean Edwards doing it with France, which has made him a, a phenomenal team. But yeah, like the defences are so organised now. So if you don't have a quick ball, you you're going nowhere really. You know what I mean? And that's part of the game that um, I just love to see it opened up a bit more. You know what I mean? The French can do it. Um, we used to be able to do it. I'm not saying that 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 we can't do it anymore, but sometimes maybe we're 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 trying to do too many set plays as opposed to playing off playing off the cuff. And I think when you play rugby off the cuff, I think it's a better game. That's that's the way I view it. 
I noticed a bit of that, Nick, against um, France last week. Billy Burns was about to start an attack. Um, he got the ball from Jameson Gibson Park, and I think there was three or four fellas outside him. And a gap that you yeah. could fly 747 through, and there was only a couple Absolutely, of French yeah. defenders. But he elected to yeah. kick it. Um, That's and right. I, and the minute I remember it struck me straight away, I said, what the, what the hell are you doing kicking that one out? Know, like just you have a couple of boys on the outside just run it, run it at the gaps. And, and like obviously that yeah. was thought um, that was part of a plan and he couldn't part of think on his feet yeah yeah but it's like you can often see it then you can often see we'd be on our, our own try line and we run the ball you know what I mean and it's just like you know and then as you say and I remember the, the exact moment like we had a, a good overlap and we just kicked it in behind him when all we needed was hands to, to, to finish it and and, and and again that's that. I think that comes from players just playing to a playing to a pattern as opposed to playing off the cuff. Like, I remember back in the day, and, and, and I won't say it was boring, but like, I remember particularly with Raj, when, when I was captain of Munster and, and we were involved with Ireland with Raj, one thing we told him was get the hell out of our own 22. You know what I mean? And then we were in, when we were in attack, hold on to the ball. Like, that was the thing, hold on to the ball, keep it alive, keep it alive. And back then, um, defences weren't as good and we would have, we would have this philosophy of saying, look, if you hold on to the ball, seven or eight phases, chances are the opposition will give away a penalty. If you go over 10 phases, chances are you'll, you'll score. You know what I mean? Now, you can go through 30 phases and, and, and the opposition are so much um, they're lined up. But I think the secret to getting back entertainment into rugby is just to keep the ball alive and don't overcoach it. And, and you know, let players give them their rope because, you know, we want to see, like... You want to see players just 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 flourish and 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 show the the skills they have. You know what I mean? Um, you've seen James Lowe over the last number of weeks. He's kicked more ball in the last two matches than he's done his whole, whole career for 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 Leinster. Absolutely. So he's for Leinster. He's he's used as a strike option. Yeah. Now he's like used as an attack as a as a kicking attacking option. Which to me, now he's a great kick. Don't get me wrong. But like I think, I think what we're losing is is the attack option that the players like him can can bring to the the team. Absolutely, it's interesting, Mick, that the it's an all Leinster backline um, to play Italy at the weekend. Um, and looking at it on paper, you go, well, that could be exciting from an attacking point of view. But then you're sort of reel back in, thinking, well. If they haven't got a proper attack plan, if Mike Cat hasn't put something decent together, um, you're going to see these fellas not really. You're not going to get the potential out of these lads, Leinster lads or not. Yeah, it's like it is. I think I believe it's the first time it's a full Leinster backline since about 90 years or something, 1931 or whatever it is, and like it's it's amazing. And you'd imagine that should be a major strength because these lads are training week in, week out, day in, day out with each other. You know what I mean? But again, I suppose it depends on, on the plan they have, but it certainly will be interesting. It'll be certainly be interesting to see how Johnny is. You know what I mean? Johnny has been fragile of late. You know what I mean? He's getting knocks and he's, his hamstring is at him. He's, 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 he's had concussion issues, I suppose, is what I call them. Um, so if he's, if, he's, if he's back to his best, you'll see, you could see this, this backline do a lot of damage, yeah. Um, Bundyaki, he hasn't got a chance this year. I just feel that that I would love to see him. You know what I mean? I think he's playing with Connacht this weekend. He is. Um, I I just love him as a player. You know what I mean? Um, I just think he can do an awful lot of damage. I'm not saying 
Hill and Ringrose have probably been two of our better players all year. But sometimes you just need to mix it up. You know what I mean? I I I know I know we've mixed it up with the forwards, which is good. Um I'm actually excited to see the likes of 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 particularly this this Ryan Baird fella. I think he's an exciting player and then him coming says hopefully he gets a run uh, at the weekend. And um you know someone like him could 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 be the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. And of course Craig Casey, um exciting scrum half. He's someone that could he he's a he's a game changer, you know what I mean? And um I was hoping he come on he come on the last day against France. He didn't because I think we needed a, a game changer with ten or fifteen minutes to go. But hopefully he'll he'll get his chance um on Saturday against uh, against Italy. A very exciting prospect, absolutely. It's good to see Tyke Byrne retained as well, um, rewarding his form as well. But um, he drops back into the back row, but he's a great poacher as well. Like He's a lot of strengths in second row and back row as well. So it'll be interesting to see him now go at the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Look, he's, he's you know, um, he's proved that he can play in either position, which sometimes can be, I suppose sometimes it can be a great addition, but more times it can come against you. But certainly, uh, he's one of the farm players. We've seen what he's been doing. He's scoring tries. He's 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 winning turnovers. He's putting in tackles. He's just doing all the hard stuff that that you're expected to do, as well as doing all the basics when it comes to set piece and and scrummaging and line out and and and, and all the rest. So yeah, he's a player that's on farm, um, and certainly um, deserves to be on. Um, just the last question, I suppose, Mick. Joey Carberry is back. I think it's thirteen months since he yeah, yeah. carried a ball up a rugby pitch. Um, that's good news, I suppose, potentially for Ireland a monster anyway to have a p- player of his potential back. But there's so much has happened in the meantime as well that he uh, he's a bit of a hill to climb too, I suppose. He certainly has. Like you know, it's obviously a bad injury that he had. Uh, sorry about that. No. All right. <laughs> Certainly a bad injury that he has, um, and he's certainly taken a long time. And, and like when you look at something like a, um, I suppose a, an ankle or, or an ankle or a knee can always be bad. Um, you saw that the ankle it it, it finished um, and um, Stephen Ferris's career, for example. You know what I mean? He had a few comebacks and eventually had to had to, had to give up. But certainly. Um, we're all hoping and praying that Cabri will be will be will be good. You see, during the week that Johnny Johnny Sexton has more or less said hinted to know that he won't be on for the next World Rugby World Cup, and he probably won't, to be honest. So um, you need somebody. You need you need a shining star, and Cabri has shown his potential. We know what he can do, and I would just love to see him back. Obviously, for Munster's sake, for Ireland's sake, but for his own sake as well, because it's very it must be very hard for any young man like that. To have to carry an injury. I was lucky enough. I never had any serious injuries. But um, you know, when you see fellas getting injuries, it's 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 the worst thing, and particularly I suppose at this level, at professional level. So um, he'll be a welcome. I hope he, you know, I hope he comes through this weekend. I hope he gets a few games under his belt, and then he can be considered again. That was former Munster and Ireland player Mick Galway. I'm Stephen Byrne and you're listening to the Knock On Scoreline.ie's rugby podcast. We're continuing our conversation about the Six Nations and we're going to speak to former Leinster captain Chris Pym. I first asked Chris about his thoughts on the Ireland team to face Italy on Saturday. Yeah, had a look. Um, yeah, it's it's good. 
Yeah, I'm always interested to see they left out Murray. He's clearly not right yet, but, um, you know, it was obviously a great opportunity to start Casey, but look, he'll get he'll get 30 minutes, hopefully, at the weekend. Um, I'd love to see him get a gallop. Um, good to see Baird on the bench. Um, I think he's obviously a massive prospect as well. Um, I feel very sorry for Reese Ruddock. Excuse me. Um, who I thought did well last weekend and who has obviously had a great year with with Leinster and I'd be a big fan of his um, so you know tough on him but look I don't know what they're going to do with all those back rowers trying to get them game time but it's uh, it's difficult um, yeah probably good to see uh, Will Connors get in there for a gallop as well mm-hmm. Josh van der Fleer is, he's been good he's very consistent but he, I'm just not sure he's a game breaker or makes things happen quite the way um, you know you'd like your seven to be. So, and to be honest, I suppose Will Connors is a little bit in the same mold as well. But I think Ty Byrne gives you a little bit, a little bit there as regards a poacher or whatever as well. So, um, look, hopefully it's it's a new looking back row. As in, I'm pretty sure they've never all played together before. But um, yeah, look, I think it's. It's good to see Burns still there, obviously, with James Ryan and Henderson back. Uh, they've obviously swapped around the props, which I think is fine. I don't think we're losing a whole lot. Yep. And certainly if you have uh, Porter and Healer, Healy coming on for the last 20 minutes, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd be worried if you were the Italians from. So, yeah, no, I look happy enough Absolutely. to be honest. Jack Conan, of course, takes a place on the bench um, as Conor yeah. in the back row as well. So to give give him a look. Um, interesting stat I've seen popping up on Twitter earlier, Chris, is it's the first time it's been an all Leinster back line since something like 1912. 1912. Something wow. like that. I think it's only ever wow. happened twice. Sorry, I, could be, I think it was 1912 and 1935. Sorry. Um, I think it's only happened twice. Um, and it's been a long time since. So a complete Leinster uh, backline. Um, well, as a Leinster man, I'd be, saying, I'd be saying proper order, not before time. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, sir. We have to fly the blue exactly. flag. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. You've got Larmer's been started on the wing, of course. Um, uh, uh, Keenan, of course, absolutely deservedly keeps his place at full back. James Lowe has yes. been continued on that wing as well. And then it's more of the same in the centre. Um, but like you said last week, you were hoping that maybe they'd go with Casey at scrum half and Johnny Sexton for. I suppose experience at out half but he will get his run out you would imagine against Italy at the weekend yeah yeah you would like to think so yeah so yeah no I'll be optimistic enough but I think it'd be ideal if Johnny's can stay sound that if he's there to usher Casey in for 20 minutes half an hour I think that'd be no harm either but um, given the way the bench is that and given Johnny hasn't played a huge amount of 80 minutes of rugby that it might be an ass expect him to do 80 would you have been better off starting Casey with a view to having Gibson Park and Billy Burns to close out your game for you as opposed to maybe Casey and Billy Burns if you know what I mean yep. so they could have gone that way around but you know, to be fair I think Gibson Park did very little wrong against against um, France except maybe for that try where he you know got exposed out in the wing but then He's not a winger. He possibly shouldn't have been in that defensive channel to start with. But um, yeah, look, that was that was disappointing. But um, 
Yeah, look, it is what it is, but I didn't expect them to go wholesale crazy changes and stuff. So I think it's a, it's a decent side. And uh, yeah, look, if we can't put 20 or 30 points on these boys, it'll be, uh, it'll be disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he stuck. He's, he didn't bring anyone into the squad or, or um, anything. He stuck with his guns and he's sticking wholesale by um, Billy Burns as well. Yeah. So, and that 10 conversation, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to drag on for a while. Now, see Carberry's named in the 23 this weekend, which is fantastic yeah. for Munster. So, um, you know, please God. But big ass, expect Joey to pick off where he lost off where he left off over a year ago now so um, yeah look fingers crossed that goes well but he's obviously a few weeks away so maybe that, maybe he's doing the right thing just sit tight now and hopefully Joey will be back in the you know in either the hot seat or close to it um, obviously it would be it'd be the autumn now this stage won't it yep. are there summer tour no she's alliance is there an Irish tour this summer uh, no, not quite sure. I, there's not, not there's nothing. Sure either, yeah, there's nothing yeah. planned. A lot of stuff is up in the air with COVID and travel. So yeah, um, of course, could be late finalizations and a lot of those. Yeah. We're looking so, forward yeah, to so it look, anyway. yeah. yeah, no, looking forward to it. Yeah, should be good. Should be good. And uh, yeah, looking for a bit more maybe from Ringrose. He uh, he just shows so much and promises so much. And just I'd love him to have a a big day, a kind of Brian O'Driscoll-esque kind of day. Um, he's always threatened just to break through, but he never just quite does, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to see a big game from him. Absolutely. Well, well fingers crossed, I suppose, uh, we'll have a win under our belt of First Six Nations win on Saturday. If we don't, yeah. there'll be huge questions and there'll be plenty to talk about next week, uh, Chris. But thanks a million for oh. joining us. <laughs> <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be wigs on the green, as I say, if we don't get a win this weekend. But yeah, um, yeah, look, we should be fine. But um, I hear the French game is gone. Yeah, absolutely. We nearly forgot about that. Um, the French game is gone. They were, it was given the go-ahead on Wednesday um, and today there was more cases detected in mm-hmm. the squad so um, they've just called a halt to it. They've postponed it. Um, yeah, it's say the, Fran- say the Scots are raging. Yeah. They, they wanted to crack at a weakened team as well yeah. because the, the course, Fra- yeah. France were going to send out their, I suppose... So we're going to send out a team, um, but France's yeah. B team in inverted commas are they were pretty impressive last uh, last autumn. So you know to be not yeah. taken for granted there. Exactly, yeah. They gave England some uh, mm-hmm. some tests there before Christmas. So uh, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that was a natural win, but it would have been. It certainly they would have given them given them a good chance. So it was disappointing. Is there any word on a refix date or no, not yet. It's just been ratified this afternoon um, to make it official official and uh, they'll refix it then when they find the slot in the calendar. But they'll have to they'll have to get it done quickly. (laughs) Yeah, they were saying because apparently Scots were mad keen to play it because any of the rescheduled dates the Scots were reckon they were gonna be missing up to ten players. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll find some way around it. But uh, you know all three games are cracking games for the weekend so hopefully England-Wales will have a little bit of bite about now as well with England coming off a, a moderate enough performance so yeah and they've started they're starting Ford again at 10 and Farrell back out at 12 so they're continuing with that little experiment 
Yeah, yeah. Well, they've done that a fair bit now, to be fair. So, um, yeah, Farrell's just not, doesn't look, he kind of looks a shadow of his former self, doesn't he? He's not really, hasn't really fired so. I'm Stephen Byrne and you're listening to The Knock On, Scorland.ie's rugby podcast. Now it's time to catch up with Kilkenny man Ian Dowling. Ian, of course, is a former Munster player and represented Ireland on the Wolfhound squad during his playing days. We talk Six Nations, Munster and more and about why Ireland are one of the only nations that don't blood players younger and take a chance on them. Ian, we're in the middle of a bit of a busy time, of course, with rugby itself. You have the Pro 14 uh, is ongoing at the moment. The Champions Cup will start back, uh, I think it's next month or the month after. We're in the middle of the Six Nations. It hasn't started great. Um, two losses, but uh, we'd imagine they get over the line against Italy at the weekend. Yeah, for, for me, um, with, with this Six Nations, or even just this year, it was... Um, I suppose like it's you're kind of building towards uh, um, another World Cup again. So this first year, it's kind of you're trying to figure out okay, what could the potential um, squad look like come the World Cup. So at the minute, we're kind of trying to filter out kind of what or uh, what, what what kind of players are good enough, and then also. Andy Farrell and Mike Cadd in terms of their systems it, it, like uh, are these going to be fit for purpose um, given the player group that we could potentially have and um, it, at the minute the, the biggest challenge looks like who we're going to um, find for Sexton's uh, uh, replacement um, we're, we're kind of we're still searching at, at the minute and um, so it's uh, there's a lot of moving pieces in, in play at the minute. So um, while the initial two results were a bit disappointing, um, there there have been some positives. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the 10 debate will roll on and roll on. And of course, Johnny added more fuel to that during the week about his talk of not making it to the next World Cup. Um, but, you know, we had players in the pipeline. We had Ian Madigan. Ian decided to leave Leinster then. He went off um, to uh, France first and then back to England. Um, Joey Carberry, I suppose, has been touted or lined up to sort of uh, come in there as well. Poor old Joy's injured, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Joy's um, on the sh- team sheet for Munster, of course, this weekend. Um, and you had Paddy Jackson there as well. And we know what happened with Paddy Jackson. He was let go by the IRFU, so he doesn't come into um, reckoning anymore. So you're sort of looking at a, a deeper level then of players coming through. And it's a funny one, Ian, because years ago we would have been... Um, the, the out-halves or the really good out-halves coming through it would have been few and far between and now we're sort of tripping up over uh, Burn Brothers in Leinster um, you know it's JJ Hanrahan you have uh, Billy Burns of course is on the bench for the weekend um, there's out-halves all over the place but are they at the level that Sexton is at or can or is there potentially anyone that can get there? Um, well, well for me I suppose you're probably ranking Johnny Sexton one, and for me, then it's uh, it's Ross Byrne, and then uh, three for me is is Ben Healy probably, and then four would be kind of Harry Byrne. 
they both like um, Ben Healy and uh, um, uh, Harry Byrne, they both do have that kind of naivety in defence and do make a lot of similar kind of mistakes. Um, but I think um, from what I've seen, I've seen and worked closely with Ben Healy, um, his kicking game is it's one of the best I've seen um, and that's putting him up there now with um, O'Gara um, from kicking um, and uh, I think one of the most important things they need to the Irish team need to do is they need to learn to win and you do that by putting your forwards your pack on the front foot and it isn't always about running the ball but it's about kind of getting them into a position where they compete. And that's uh, uh, that can be just a set piece at lineups. We've seen the impact already that O'Connell is having on um, the Irish lineout. So guys like James Ryan, who could go to just, um, could be our next high-class international player. They've got a, a fairly formidable kind of, and Peter Manny, who um, was always a potent kind of line-out attack and defence there. And uh, for that to kind of work well, I think you, you need a, a guy who can kind of put them in good positions. And for me, there's no question about it that Ben Healy has got that kicking game kind of, that could work well. Alongside him, outside of that, then he, he would have the likes of Robbie Henshaw and um, Gary Ringos. So, Guys like with their like kind of their caliber of experience could help to offload some of the burden that comes with kind of um, the running and passing game um, of the Irish backline. So I would personally, yeah, I, I would have been making sure that uh, one or two more the the young guys um, get a run in. It just seems that we kind of have this negative mentality. I think when it comes to um, young Irish uh, talent that other countries don't seem to have. Um, like, oh, he's, he's only 20 or his age kind of dictates whether or not he's, he's ready. Um, but we, we kind of, we've seen flashes of it, but maybe it's, it's, it's kind of, it's time we start giving these guys a, a chance early. Um, I thought for like, against France, Craig Casey should have been brought on for the last, 10 minutes, you know, um, just to, to see what he's worked um, when the game is in the melting pot like that. Um, so, again, coming up now to Italy, it would be good for the likes of Craig Gacy, um, someone like, if it is Harry Byrne or if it is uh, Ben Healy, to get a chance uh, with the kind of the rest of the starting for Steens. Yeah, it's a good point to make about uh, uh, young players. I mean, France, is, France always blood their players very young and a lot of them turn out to be absolute superstars. Italy at the weekend, I think they're out half and that is quite young as well. But we can't forget Johnny Sexton made a name for himself coming on for Felipe Contepo. I mean, that famous Heineken Cup semi-final, like Johnny was thrown in the deep end big time. That, that's the biggest stage you could ever run out on. And like he turned out well, as as, as it turned out. But but you're, you're right, Ian. Um, for not throwing Craig Casey into the last 10 minutes of a game against the French um, you know we're never going to truly see has he got has he got it basically at international level yeah like especially when um, the pack is the pack like against France they held their own Mm -hmm. so you'd imagine that would kind of at least 
give them parity and uh, if not a front foot for him to kind of launch an attack. So he wouldn't be under pressure straight away. And then with like Ringrose and Henshaw are probably that that's settled now. So um the more time they spend working together as a unit, the better they become and um all of a sudden get the game starts slowing down through just repetition and uh, just uh, getting used to the the speed of um, the international game. Um, but yeah, it, it, look, it, it's a it's a, a reoccurring pattern. Probably the, the last person that can really maybe think of was um, Luke Fitz when he was uh, drafted in um, to the when he started, uh, when he got his first start for Ireland, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just something that doesn't, it seems to be more of a, a mental obstacle for um, for us in Ireland than it is for, for other countries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's hope a couple of these lads get a run out the weekend. Two possible uh, first caps uh, for Casey and for Ryan Baird. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully more then again after that. I don't think we'll see Harry Byrne or Healy or any of those fellas uh, in the Six Nations, but hopefully yeah. if there's a friendlies or autumn internationals coming up, the calendar's a bit up in the air at the moment. We, we might get to see them. Um, France's game against Scotland is called off. Uh, more coronavirus cases. Um, Scotland, of course, would have been gunning for that match to go ahead, I'd say, in seeing as the France was going to be depleted. Yeah, and um, yeah, the, I like um, obviously a weakened squad um, it would have been a, another great opportunity um, for Scotland to get a to, to sneak a win, but um, I suppose unfortunately not for uh, for them. Um, but hopefully we still get a good game if and whenever it does go ahead. That was former Munster in Ireland player and of course Kilkenny man Ian Dowling. I'm Stephen Byrne and that's it from the Knock On Rugby podcast on scoreline.ie. Don't forget to visit the site for more on rugby and of course if you're into your GAA we've got the Clash Act podcast, all things MMA and lots more. Talk to you soon.